One standard way of teaching mindfulness uh, instructions on retreat is through a four-part progression. And before I tell you what that is, can you hear okay? Are you there? Great. Makes me happy to see you, the greeting. So, um, and the progression is to first uh, give instructions on mindfulness of breathing, then mindfulness of the body, then mindfulness of emotions, then mindfulness of thinking. And then there's, uh, then after that, there might be more instructions, but then it's a little bit more varied from retreat to retreat, what happens after that four part. And there are different teachers who teach differently, of course, but um, this is pretty common, common enough. And um, what I've found is that um, if you have some ability to ground yourself in your breathing and familiar with mindfulness of breathing, it's a lot easier to be mindful of the body. If you know how to be mindful of your body, it's a lot easier to be mindful of emotions. If you know how to be mindful of emotions, it's a lot easier to be mindful of thinking. If there's a lot of thought going on, it's helpful to ground yourself in the emotions that underlie it. If there's a lot of emotions going on, it's helpful to ground yourself in the bodily expression of that emotion, manifestation of it. And if there's a lot of physical bodily manifestations going on, it's helpful to center yourself on the breathing in the middle of it or with it. And uh, so you're not so reactive to it. So these, these go together. And then eventually when you get through the whole, the whole sequence of that instructions, then the instructions open up more widely to be all including all these different areas. So for today, the topic is mindfulness of the body. And um, it's a wonderful area of practice. And it surprised me to discover that uh, in the monasteries I practiced in, in the different Buddhist traditions I practiced in, that whether it was implicit or explicit, there was a tremendous emphasis on practicing with the body, being grounded, connected to your body. Zen training, which I did first, uh, didn't teach a lot about mindfulness, oddly enough. Um, but uh, the whole life of a Zen practitioner, especially in a monastery, is one of embodiment, of, of getting, being connected to your body, uh, grounded in your body. And, um, and the more we are embodied, the more we know how to bring a wise, mindful attention to the body, uh, the greater capacities we have. Buddhism is often associated with freedom. We practice in order to become free of suffering, become to discover, to experience liberation. But part of liberation, in the path of liberation, as we get more and more free, is also this idea of having greater capacity to be present for all kinds of things that may be at one point in your life, you don't have the capacity for. Um, I didn't have much capacity for being in large crowds of people. I would kind of retreat and withdraw or be overwhelmed. But after I practiced for a while, I had the capacity to be able to be at ease and 
So I'm going to kind of hold and be present for loud, noisy crowds of people without it impacting me so much the way I felt kind of assaulted by it. I've had strong emotional responses to something. And there was a time in my life where I would kind of, my my, um, default, when I don't have much wisdom going, my default response to being overly challenged is the ostrich approach. It's just kind of somehow or other stick my head in the sand and somehow pretend it's not happening or just not pay attention to it or something. I don't recommend the strategy, but somehow that's what came with this mind and body was to do that that kind of approach. And uh, as I started practice more, uh, and I have you know challenging emotions of things, uh, because of my ability to be grounded in my body and to receive and feel all the different things happening when I have emotions, I had more capacity to feel difficult emotions. And that's and part of this path of practice is to increase our capacity. These days, there's a lot, I don't know about down south of the equator, but I mean, you're probably not so far different with the, some of the trends that happen here in the United States. There's a tremendous trend here of people wanting to be safe. And you know, you're you're not making me safe. You have to, to change and be different so that I can be safe. Or you said X and now I don't feel safe. We I did a workshop some time ago where this wonderful woman came and um, asked people right off, first thing she asked and said, um, uh, how how can you be safe in this group? And uh, what does it take for you to be safe or something? And everyone had all kinds of answers. And then she said, thank you. Um, uh, now bring that for yourself. Be responsible for that yourself. Don't look outside and make other people responsible for you to be safe. So this is a complicated and maybe controversial topic. But what I want to emphasize is that uh, our, our increased capacity to be present for things is also an increased capacity to find a certain safety in situations that can be quite challenging, a certain kind of safety. And one of the ways to increase our capacity is to learn how to receive and hold and feel what's happening in our body as we go through what's going on. So this movement towards mindfulness of the body is so helpful. And it's not necessarily something that's easy to do for some people, it takes a while. Uh, Certainly it took me years of practice to really kind of feel like I was waking up my body. And, um, but um, it probably would have gone faster if the Zen teachers I was studying with told me that was part of the deal. But in Zen, you got so little instruction. So it was, you know, kind of like feeling my way in the dark with the practice there. And um, so I want to do an exercise with you as part of the beginning of this meditation uh, that uh, will maybe convey a little bit to you how to be mindful uh, of your embodied existence, your that whatever is happening to you, there might be a physical component to it. Some, something gets activated energetically or emo- 
emotionally or muscularly in your body. And whatever is happening in your body, to begin learning how to enter into that world of sensations, physical sensations, without getting tripped up or limited by the stories that you might have about it, the interpretations you have, the preconceived ideas you have, the projected projections into the future fears about what it means, the past associations and memories associated with it, the, how you compare your thing, your body with someone else, you know, all kinds of ways we make it so complicated. And what we're doing with mindfulness of the body is discovering the body's experience of itself, independent of the concepts, ideas that we have. And this is so freeing for our body to finally, ah, it gets to feel and know itself without being somehow wrong. So for example, you know, I, I don't know if this is probably not a, probably there's no good example for this, so I apologize. But like, you know, some, some of us maybe have um, hands that we have ideas about. Our fingers are too long, too short, too stubby, too crooked. Fingernails are not quite right. Um, you know, something about our hands that, you know, it's not quite the perfect hand that my neighbor has and something. And it can be quite, you know, a lot of debilitating thoughts about this inadequate looking hand that comes from the control tower, the thoughts and ideas. But if you relax and just feel the hand's experience of itself, the hand doesn't know anything about these ideas and concepts and comparisons and all that. The hand is just feeling its, its own handness. And uh, so uh, this is an exercise now in feeling your hand. So taking a meditation posture, Maybe a posture that's familiar to you. And maybe take a few moments to feel the physical familiarity of assuming your meditation posture. And perhaps if it's helpful, I'll take a few long, deep breaths, just letting go of some of your thoughts and concerns, ideas, letting your thinking mind become a little quieter on the exhale.
And now, breathing normally, bring your attention into one of your hands and begin exploring the different sensations in the hand. on the back of the hand, the palm of the hand, the fingers, Your hand doesn't know anything about other hands, just knows itself. What are the sensations by which the hand knows itself? Tingling, pulsing, warmth and coolness. Sensations of contact of your hand may be touching something else. Weight. Pressure. Softness or hardness. Pleasant and unpleasant sensations. Maybe very subtly so, but still slightly pleasant, slightly unpleasant. Feeling the hand from the inside out. Feeling the hand's own experience of itself. Letting your awareness float gently around the hand as the different sensations of the hand call for attention. Perhaps the hand has experience of itself, has no clear boundary, has no clear edges. It just 
sensations. Appearing in vast space, each sensation just there as itself. And probably as you give this kind of attention to your hand, you're aware of many more sensations in your hand than you would have if you had not had this kind of focus. So then now gently, calmly switch your attention to the strongest sensation in your body. Whatever happens to be the strongest and or that it's not so clear which is strongest, whichever pulls your attention the most. And let your attention settle into that area where that strong sensation is. In the same way that you felt your hand, feel that sensation, feel that area where the sensation's occurring. Independent of what you think about it or your reaction to it, let your awareness rest in the sensations themselves. Noticing what those sensations are. If you keep getting pulled into your thoughts and ideas, reactions. Just know know that that's happening. No need to make that a problem. It's just something else to know. And once it's known, lower yourself back into your body to feel this area, the strongest sensation. And if that sensation goes away, find the next strongest. Letting your awareness float in the area of this sensation. Perhaps an intimacy. Noticing any ways in which sensations shift and change. appear and disappear.
And now calmly, peacefully, move your attention to the area of your body where you experience breathing. In the same way that you're aware of the hand, let yourself be aware of this area of your body. Whatever sensations are there, including the sensations connected to breathing. And as we continue, if any compelling sensations arise in your body, gently let go of the breathing and let your attention move to the place where that strong sensation is. And practice this kind of mindfulness, this kind of bodyfulness until it's no longer compelling. While it's compelling, be just very accepting that this is where you're developing your awareness. And when it's no longer compelling, begin with mindfulness of the body, breathing. Breathing in, breathing out.
whatever is happening to you that might be compelling or grabbing your attention. Feel how it appears in your body. Emotions that might be happening. Let yourself just feel the physicality of it. And that's all. No need to be reactive or reflective about it. If there's a lot of thinking, feel the physical energetics or tension associated with the thinking. Whatever is happening, feel the impact it has on your body. And open your awareness as if the body has the capacity to be present for itself.
as we come to the end of the sitting, gently take a three breath journey, feeling your body. And now take the one body journey to feel your body, how it is at the end of the sitting. You're a little bit more connected to your body, aware of it. If there are any nice feelings of your body associated with meditation, Take them in, let them be registered, almost as if you're letting them be an influence on you, a good influence. Feel those sensations better. And when you hear the bell to end the sitting, Maybe stay close to the, whatever meditative sensations of the body that remain. Just stay close and as if you're aware of what happens next from, through those sensations. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.